Welcome to Fair the Inkwell, and uh, we're back with another pitch for you today. And so, so hey, this is, and we were just talking about this before we started recording, but like I, I actually had to write this one down because I had some thoughts on it and I wanted to make sure I got them all out there in the pitch before we actually started discussion. So let's hear it. Okay, so here we go. Here's, here's the pitch. Write a story about a massive galactic civilization with extremely advanced technology uh, who shows up in our solar system and begins harvesting our sun for energy consumption. They, they barely notice that humans exist. This is how far advanced they are. They, 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 it's kind of like an, an ant or, or something like noticing humans exist, but humans don't notice the ant. So they notice that they barely acknowledge that we exist in the same way that humans barely notice that animals uh, have habitats that are disturbed by human construction. So humans attempt to contact the aliens and identify themselves as intelligent uh, creatures, but it's uh, but it's in a it's, it's in a very similar way to small animals or or mammals attempting to stop humans from building new roads. You know, it's impossible. So finally, at one point, humans begin to discover clues that the aliens have left for them and how to save themselves from the loss of our sun by migrating to a new planet using alien technology. This is in kind of the same manner, and this is kind of what gave me the idea for this, but it's in the same manner that bridges are built by humans for migrating animals across massive roadways. Uh, You know, like sometimes you'll see pictures on the internet of these giant arches that go over roadways and animals are kind of like... Or underpasses. Or underpasses where if the animal finds it, they can safely go over that to a new area and avoid death by a car, you know, (laughs) but but they have to recognize it for what it is first, right? So humans hope that the animals learn how to use these bridges without being able to communicate to the animals their intended purpose because the intelligence level of the animal is so far below humans that communication is impossible. So, so basically the aliens have left us with a way to migrate. They recognize that we're this intelligent species of some that, type. That we're life. Yeah, yeah that, that we're life. But, but to be honest with you, they're so far in advance of us that, you know, we're almost inconsequential. So they've left a way for us to escape this fate. You know, if we can figure out how to do it, not as a test of our intelligence, but just as like a courtesy of, you know. It's, it's, it's policy on their part. Yeah, they're definitely going to take our son <laughs> away. They're definitely on, you know, but somebody yeah. has sued this alien co- people before, I guess, and said, hey, you're disturbing all of the uh, natural habitats of these. Of these other uh, things. So, you know, like you have to do something and this is how they satisfy the alien hippies or whatever. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and so... And so the, the, the book is really about trying to figure out this alien method of migrating the entire populace of planet Earth to a new location to set up a new like a new Earth civilization, yeah. you know, in a safer place because our sun well, is it's, definitely it's going in away. a place that the aliens don't care about. Well, and that's absolutely true. That's actually a good point. Right. I hadn't even considered that. Yeah, because it's so something about our sun is is requiring them to do what they're doing. Yep. And so they're migrating us to a place in the solar in the galaxy that doesn't matter to them at all, which if they're that advanced, are they is that like are they setting us back? 
technologically wise because they're putting us in an environment that is less suitable for technological progress. Oh, I think that they don't care. I honestly, right, right. I don't but think I'm that just saying, be... like, that could be an aspect of the story. Oh, yeah, absolutely it could. You know, and, and plus, like, our societies are, are based on geography for the most part, you know. So if you start, like, if you take everybody out of geography, you know, geographically, you take all these people and you homogenize them and put them yeah. all in a new location, yeah. well, then you've got religious issues and, and tribal issues and right. <laughs> cultural issues right, that right. have to be blended. Um, so that um, I think that's a really good idea because it, it actually could open up a story of like really good wonder from a child's perspective. So like you know you've got an adult that's a scientist doing studying something and their their child becomes interested in the project and somehow the child recognizes patterns or something in the alien technology that speaks to the more innocent mind and they help you know they help solve the problem and that that could be a really good like adventure type novel or mm. it could be really bleak and so like the 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 people that discover this it's like oh only a hundred of you can make it off planet oh yeah like oh yeah so we're really just trying to save the species not right. trying to save everybody right that's a good point you know like like to- we're not setting things up to be ideal for your next habitat we're setting up a way for some of you to escape Right. And in in reality, this is a reflection of what humans do to other species when we build roads or build cities. Yeah. When you were describing that, it makes me wonder, because I don't know for certain, but it makes me wonder if those those, um, underpasses and those overpasses are choke points and become kill points for predators. That's a good point. Yeah. Because we really don't monitor that very much, do we? I I don't know for sure, but it makes me think that it would be the case because, you know, you're, you're restricting movement down to a small corridor. Of course, it's going to be a choke point of some kind. Mm -hmm. Um, But what if that were the same case in here, in this case, and not only is it the humans that have been redirected to that Mm -hmm. same location, but it's several other species of alien that have been redirected to that same location. Yeah, and then then we get into the play, like earlier when we talked about in another episode, how humans would find everything delicious. <laughs> and then suddenly, suddenly we're like eating everything right. on the planet, like, just not eating us, you know? <laughs> because one of the alien species might be a pacifist alien species, mm. and they're getting redirected, and yeah. they're just like, oh, shit, like, yeah. These, these aliens are going to try and eat us. <laughs> this, we're a horrible invasive species that, you know, is plopped down in a new environment where we are the ultimate predator. Or, or you know, maybe we're the lowest one. I don't, although I think that trope has been done yeah. so much over the past, like, hundred years of science fiction. But, right. Um, <laughs> I, I like that idea because it really does open up a lot for discussion. I mean, immediately when you started talking about it, it made me think of... Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm, oh, right, right, right. Because yeah. the Vogons come through and, and they bulldoze the planet Earth. And mm-hmm. then the one guy is the only human left. Yep. And it's just like, well, that sucks. But it's just <laughs> what was happening. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, they put the notice up. It's not their fault that we didn't object to the notice. Right. right? So, <laughs> you know, like, it, was in, it was put up in the central office for like 100 years. And uh, right. nobody raised a hand to say no. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> That's that's really fascinating. Well, and then too, like, what would the what would the technology look like that's harvesting the sun? Like, would it happen almost instantaneously, or would the the laws of physics actually prevent it? And so that the aliens show up and start harvesting, and then it's just like, oh no, now we've only got ten years. 
Well, I, I actually thought about that. And should it be a short time frame or a long time frame? And I ultimately decided for the purposes of the story, probably a longer time frame. Let's say we've got when from the time they show up, we have 300 years to figure out the mm. solution, you know. And and the reason I came up with that was for because one, I kind of thought, well, maybe, you know, there could be a generational aspect to this story where, right, right. you know, you've got great grand kids who are figuring this out who who have you know this is you know by the time the great grandkids or great great grandkids come along this has been a well-known problem for for generations yeah and it's coming to its conclusion and uh and you know versus when they first show up and it's complete unknown and everybody's kind of you know losing their stuff over it and then you would also have that big that big cultural flip of Mm. we're not alone anymore yeah exactly and and then, you know, there's I, I, I always hesitate to go this way because I just feel like it's been overdone in so many <laughs> books and novels, especially I love Carl Sagan. But Carl Sagan was big on injecting religion and how religion would be very contemptuous of any kind of scientific analysis of what was happening. So, you you know, but you could do that. You could have religious people who were who were saying, nope, this is it. This is the end of times. This is exactly the way that it was described in the Bible. Right. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to face what's happening like a good, you know. Upstanding. Exactly. Religious person. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not to name any of them. <laughs> and so, like, you could have that in there if, if you know, if you wanted to. Uh, and I think it'd probably be impossible to not have at least something in there about it, you know, where maybe news broadcast or, I don't know, the 700 Club or whatever, you know, different different churches and organizations. We already have we already have so many doomsday cults in the United States, well, not just right. the United States, but the world today that, you know, you're going to have something. Well, but I think the more interesting story is the the awesome advancement or scientific, uh, you know, capabilities of aliens who have this machine that is harvesting the energy of our sun. Right. And why would you think that? Why? Well, why can't they just come to earth and get oil? Well, I mean, if you compare like the energy reserves in earth compared to the energy reserves of the sun, it doesn't even compare. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the sun is this massive storehouse of energy and they want it. They're going to take it for whatever purposes they're going to use it for. We probably wouldn't even understand what those are. So, what if, too, like, during the course of that generational puzzle solving, they the, the humans stumble across some part of that alien technology that was not meant for us to know, but it gives us a weapon, and we start firing mm-hmm. on them. I mean, because what it makes me think of is, like, the uh, is it the Japanese giant hornet? Oh, yeah. That's an invasive species, and... Now we know about it because it can like spray venom at you. Yeah. It's it's probably not gonna kill all the humans, but it might hurt one or two of us. Yeah, it probably yeah. has. It's gonna mess up somebody. So if sure. if humans get to the level of the technology where we can start pissing off these galactic people, <laughs> like what's you know, what's gonna happen at that point? Well, you know what, that is a very good point, right? Because isn't it like it's a very common experience that this in this our modern age where we are so disconnected with nature or so many of us are anyway we're disconnected with nature we don't see animals in the wild anymore you have brought up in private conversations in the past about how it's crazy when people will see like just a wild animal and kind of freak out over it right you know when 
and you go back 100 years, you go back 150 years, and it was very common for all of human history up until that point for people to just be around stuff. You know, right, we right. see a mouse in your house freaking out and standing on chairs, you know, <laughs> <laughs> saying, oh my God, you're right, that's the stereotype. So, you know, like, so, yeah, so what if the aliens are like that about humans when we have an actual real interaction with them? And they're just completely freaked out by this. <laughs> they like don't know what to do. You know, they've got the alien equi- equivalent of a broom, and they're trying to <laughs> they're trying to like just push us along and hope that we don't freak out on them at all. Right. <laughs> that's actually that's actually a good idea too. The other thing I was thinking too is, um, what if uh, you know we we use their technology to find another place, but it's not the place they wanted us to go. Oh, that's even yeah, that's good. And too. so it's like we've identified where they're trying to put us, and we're mm-hmm. like, no, that's not a that's not really a suitable place to go. This <laughs> other star over here looks a lot like the one you're taking from us. Let's mm-hmm. go there. And then the aliens are like, oh, we didn't see that one. We want it too. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, it's all it's kind of like the monkey that you know learned how to drive a car. Yeah. Right? You don't expect a monkey to drive a car, but you know if you. See see one doing it well you're like well i i guess that works you know right so sure you know (laughs) yeah i could completely see that how how shocking it would be to this alien species that that we were smart enough to actually figure something out you know we left you sticks and rocks and and a sign that said go here but now you're driving a car (laughs) (laughs) i know right so it's kind of like kind of like if you you know like humans reaction to octopuses Octopi? Octopuses? Octopuses. I think it's octopuses. I think both are acceptable. Yeah. So <laughs> octopuses doing some really smart stuff, you right. know? Or 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 dolphins being really intelligent animals. It's or, like our reaction crows. to that. Yeah. Most people are in denial about it. They're like, eh, whatever. You know? <laughs> but the truth is, you know, like you yeah. give an octopus a problem to solve and some food in a jar, he's gonna get that food. You yeah. Know? Yep. So right. Yeah, no, I I really like that idea. I think it opens up the avenue for a lot of storytelling, like not just one. Like this could be one of those universes that's like the Warhammer universe or, Mm. you know, this could be something much larger that any one person could tackle. So, yeah, yeah, actually, it it really does. It it also does make me think of a book by. um, Oh, crap. I forget the author. It was called The Alien Years. And it's Mm. uh like aliens show up on the planet and they are like so much stronger than us that we can't do anything. And they start go about, they go about doing alien things. Like they rearrange the blocks in Stonehenge. They do all this other random stuff. Hmm. And the story follows one family that escapes into the hillside that uh, like for generations, they're, they're resisting what is happening with the aliens and the aliens have rounded up most people and put walls up around the city and then just put them to work. Like, put all the people to work doing whatever they're doing. But this one family, like, they figure out how to gun down one of the aliens. And it at that point, the aliens flip out and, like, start <laughs> punishing most of, you know. Uh, okay. Like, and, and it's really, like, because it's this generational thing. Like, they had to figure out how to fight the aliens and then teach their children how to do it because you know, the, the other people were getting too old to be able to do it. And, you know, so it was a really interesting story, but it's kind of that same thing, like where this power comes from somewhere and just mm-hmm. says, we're doing something to your house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> And there's no free Ford prefect to save you. you know? <laughs> yes. So, 
Oh, man. Well, cool. That's a really cool idea. I like it. And I think, uh, I don't know, are we at our 15 minutes? Actually, we're a little bit over, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, if you, if any of you out there are listening and uh, you like that idea, you know, write something on it and get back to us. Let us know. And if uh, if you get the chance, we'd like to talk to you about it and be a part of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We'd love to hear from you. So, until next time, fare the ink well. <laughs>